This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 3 of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins and I'm the Public Information Manager for the City of Crestview. Our mission here at the City is to improve the quality of life by providing exceptional municipal services to our citizens. And we believe that fostering community engagement through open and transparent communication is one of the many ways we can achieve that mission. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. Um, We are getting real close to 60. I'm going to have a special episode that's even, uh, well, I don't know. This one's pretty special because we have a really special guest on, but I'm going to try to do something big for our 60th episode as well. Uh, So um, as as I've said over and over this year, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the year instead of excited because I'm always excited. So um, to uh, kick this off, this one, we have a guest... um, with us that's um, special to our city manager, but I think also special to our area, to Pensacola and some of the other places he's been also. Um, So first of all, thank you, uh, Tim, for being here, Sure, as always, uh, our city manager. And then actually what I'd like you to do, if you don't mind, is I would like you to introduce our special guest. Yeah, so so I'm uh, I'm really excited about this this podcast. Uh, Today we've got with us Mr. Quint Studer. Um, who is kind of based out of Pensacola, but Quint is uh, is an important part of my professional development. Uh, we met several years ago. Uh, I got a chance to sit through, through some training and uh, and you know some of the things that that uh, you see us implementing. A lot of the things that you see us implementing here in the city of Crestview are related to stuff that I took away from it. I had been in government for quite some time for for a little while, anyways, um, but always felt like we should have a private sector mentality. Um, went through some training. Uh, a lot of the training you go to is you just are like at ah, whatever but but when we when when Quint would come over and talk to us he talked a lot about com- customer engagement I come from a sales background and so um, helping people enjoy the experience has always been important to me and, and that's something that um, figuring out how to tie that to government is something that that I got a chance to learn from Quint so Quint we're absolutely thrilled to have you uh, on with us today I know you're a busy guy I appreciate you taking some time uh, to, to meet with us this morning well, Tim, you know, I'm a big fan of yours, as you know, and Crestview and I go way back, you know, you do. there years ago and wanted to pay for a quality of life survey and some people didn't want it and um, <laughs> caused a little bit of a disruption. And I think it helped pave the way for a city manager form yeah. of government, which is vital, vital, because Crestview is one of those sleeping giants. If you, now, I'm not sure every other city wants Crestview to be great because right. that takes away population and takes away investment from them but i think everyone along 10 has always known because of your location that crestview is a sleeping giant that if ever wakes up it's going to be a major player you know quint one of the things you you said at the beginning i think i don't know if we were just having a conversation i heard you say it somewhere but we were talking about covid and uh, oh you came over and, and spoke to my staff i think one day and and you were talking about the one thing that COVID did for municipalities is level the playing field. Uh, and, and I think that was a big deal for Crestview where some of these other, or, other municipalities had a head start. They were a little bit more organized. They had plans in place, strategies. But that one-year pause that, w- that COVID put on really gave us an opportunity because we went full speed in, gave us an opportunity to catch up to, to some of the other things that other people were doing. Big mistake most communities made, and some of them had to. They just didn't know how to handle it. They just went on pause. They right, stopped yeah. building programs. They stopped construction projects. They stopped moving forward. Now, 
another city a little bit like Crestview is Beloit, Wisconsin, which I know well. And it's always a city that has struggled. But lately, over the last eight, nine years, they've been really investing. And they had a couple major projects going on downtown that most cities would have paused on. And they right. went full speed ahead because the private developers that were building these said, we're going to get out of this some way eventually. And we want to be ready. Right. And it takes a long time, what I've learned, to start something and get to it. So I think your strategy was absolutely the right stretch. The other thing I want to comment, Tim, is this um, concept of not-for-profit versus for-profit. Right. And it really bothers me, and I'll give you an explanation. When people say sometimes, well, we're a not-for-profit, I don't know what they mean by that. Because it almost parlays into we don't have to be as good. And I'm on a board of a major healthcare system. And the other day, the CEO repeatedly said, well, we're a not-for-profit. We're a not-for-profit. I finally said, time out. The only difference is where does the profits go? Or right. where does the excess revenue over expenses go? Right. So if I'm a private businessman and I have more revenue than expenses, I can put that in my pocket. Now, I'm in a not or give it to shareholders, right. stockholders. If I'm a not-for-profit, I still have to have more revenue or expenses. Right. And it, but where does it go? It goes back into operations. Absolutely. Say, to me, as a taxpayer, I want my not-for-profit city government to be the best-run organization right. in town. I want to be efficient and effective. I, I had that conversation with our, our mayor here in Pensacola three years ago because he said, we're a not-for-profit. So what does that mean? Right. Does that mean you don't have to be great? So I love what you just said. Well, we do. And, you know, I, I agree with you. And it, it, I tell people all the time, you know, Crestview, unfortunately, has the highest millage rate in all of Okaloosa County. Um, that's a horrible moniker, right? That's not what we want to be. Um, ad valorem taxes are, are some of the most imbalanced uh, way, way of doing things. And it's and so when when I talk about how are we what are the changes that are we make? We just did a a. Um, uh, we bought a golf course uh, that was going to go into. It was going to. Um, it was a piece of property that was going to turn into a, an affordable housing complex, and it was there was a nice neighborhood that had been built around it, and it was just going to totally change that demographic. Well, we we bought it. We did some pu uh, public private partnerships, and we've turned it into a a revenue generating um, uh, mechanism that will allow us to put money back into our recreation programs that's not generated through just taxes, right? So we have to perform, we're gonna perform, and, and it is performing, um, and, and instead of just doing golf, we did it actually in three, three separate business uh, type endeavors. There's a, there's a full restaurant, there's a, uh, what we call top tracer uh, golf range, so it's like a top golf, but it's, it's uh, the only difference is it's not multi-story and didn't cost me $20 million to get into the business. Um, uh, but it's all electronic, and and then there's the golf course. So there's three separate destinations on one location. That's how I think government should think. Now, if there's a private entity that wants to do that type of business, then we'll get out of it. But right now we don't have it, and it allows me the opportunity to take uh, and be more efficient in how we generate the revenue. So I'm not just taking, you know, tax dollars to try to figure out how to how to fund sports programs. We're we're trying to be creative with it. I think that's the way it should be. Well, that's why. Um you know, my not-for-profit with the Pensacola News Journal started something called Civicon. Right. How do we raise the civic IQ? Right. Sometimes you it's not easy. It's complex. We just went through that recently. People thinking population growth is bad. Well, if you want to pay less taxes, you better get more people in your town. 
That's right. Uh, yeah. Private investment is bad. In fact, I corrected a journalist this yesterday because she talked about the fact that um, all this development is raising property taxes for everyone. Untrue. Correct. You can't raise property taxes on existing homes like that. What it does do is instead of raise your property taxes, it creates more taxpayers, which allows you, like you said, to manage the millage right. better. So not everybody is spread out. Um, Putman County, which is east of you, um, we worked with them a bit, my vibrant community stuff. And mm. it was interesting because some of the city people said, well, people don't like growth here. Well, we did a poll. Mason Dixon did a poll. And one of the questions is, what do you think about growth? 84% of the people said, we need more people. Right. We're a shrinking population. Right. We just want it smart growth. We just right. don't want to throw out a cul-de-sac everywhere. Right. We want more density. And that's the other thing we had to educate people on, Tim. People thought density was bad. Right. Density and it's not. really no. good. I tell environmentalists, I, you know, I got a call from Modesto the other day, and we talked about density. And I said, it's great. They said, well, what do you what do you mean it's great? What I mean by that is I'm not talking about 80-story buildings. I'm right. talking about three and four-story buildings, things like that. Um, and, and they said, I said, well, first of all, if you're an environmentalist, it's good because you take less green space That's when right. you go up and not out. Number two, if you're an economist, it's good because you've got more tax dollars. So I'm, I'm in a four-story office building that pays a quarter of a million dollars a year in property. If I was in a one-story office building, I'd pay about $60,000, $70,000, and I would take up the same amount of green space. Right, exactly. So I said, if you're an economist, you must like it. Oh, and if you like your local retailers, you should like it, because that's going to bring more people down to buy stuff. And the journalist said, I had never thought of it as something that positive. Right. So you've, you've got to get in front of people. And that's why I like what you're doing with this communication. We just have to constantly be... We have smart people in our communities, sure. but sometimes they just don't have access to the data and the information. So you've got to get it to the people. Well, and you know, so so much of that is changing, you know, right now, and and that's where you know that's where chance comes in. Is that you know I'm I I I don't know the right way to make sure that we reach all of our every demographic inside the city. And so this particular podcast, you know, chance comes comes and says, hey, I want to do a podcast, and you know. At the time, I didn't listen to podcasts, so I had no idea what the value of that was. Now I do because because I'm, I'm kind of hooked on it. But um, but also uh, we're, we're able to work out a, a deal with the, the local radio station. So WAAZ plays this on Saturday morning, and so we're we're hitting a demographic that is podcast demographic, and then we're helping them with their public service stuff, and there and and we're reaching an audience that wouldn't that we necessarily wouldn't even normally get. I mean, the radio station typically has uh, older. Uh, people that listen to it because it's classic country. So good country. Um, Back on country was good. <laughs> they actually call themselves a good yeah, country. They sent me a message the other day, so I like that. Yeah. yeah. So and but to me, you know, I was like, well, I'm building out this idea because I want to reach um, our median age is is in the in the early 30s, 32 to 34 that area, right. and, the, sh and shrinking. <clears throat> it's go. We're our age is going down. Yep. And so. A lot of that, that's part of my generation. A lot of us are interested in podcasts. It's a way we get information. There are people here that commute. So I was like, this will be a great way for me to penetrate that, that market area of age group. But then when I reached out to the radio station and they were like, yeah, we'd love to play it too. I was yeah. like, well, this hits, this lets me hit a whole nother demographic. I didn't even think about your radio station was great. When I was there four or five years ago, they taped my talk and played it. So your nice. radio station is very supportive. And going back, Tim, to young people, let's talk about that. I was in 
a city in Arkansas recently. And while their population wasn't shrinking, it was aging. Right. That, you know, sometimes you have to look at indicators and you have to say, whoa, what's going to happen? And th that's why, Tim, you and I've talked before. You know, when you look at Pensacola and many of the people in Crestview come to Pensacola, hopefully to a Blue Wahoo game anyway, um, <laughs> um, or the bodacious shops and olive store. Right. But, um, right. But, but the, the neat part is, is we had to message it right. Yeah. Because you just don't say we're revitalizing the downtown. They think it's just something about putting lights in, bricks in, and, and Trees, helping yeah. do buildings. Right. Well, downtown is a tactic. And I learned that in 2005. 2005, Gallup Corporation did the biggest study ever on economic development, on why some cities thrive and some don't. And it had little to do with location. Because everybody thought the Sun Belt, that's why they grow. Well, some cities in the Sun Belt are not growing. Right. And one of the fastest growing cities is Portland, Maine. Now, I do not think Portland, Maine is in the Sun Belt from my right. understanding. <laughs> no, um, I got family up there you know, now. So, so, so what happens is they did a study. And what they found is cities that grow have figured out ways to keep young talent home. Right. This is all about talent. This whole thing. We can talk about a zillion things, but it comes down to are you keeping your talent home? So we just did a quality, we didn't, but Mason Dixon just did a quality life survey for Santa Rosa County, which everybody knows is a pretty fast growing county. Right. They had many, many positives. However, they had two very serious issues. Retirees love Santa Rosa County. Right. People with children love Santa Rosa County, but single people don't think it's vibrant enough and doesn't have enough cultural opportunities. Hmm college grad recent college graduates don't see it now they did the, the the study so they can change it they have a lot going for it i mean a lot going in sure. terms of county so when you look at a downtown for our listeners don't think about it as a revitalization to make it look pretty it's to create the vibrancy because right. what are young young people don't get excited going to a strip mall right. young people don't get excited going to a big box store they, they just don't nobody and, and they're everywhere. You know, I get a kick, Tim, when somebody get real excited because they get a franchise coming into their sure. town. That's nice. But those franchises are everywhere. I'm not going to drive into a town to go to a franchise place because there's probably one in my own town. Yeah. People go to places that are unique, local flavor, independent. And so downtown, when our listeners, what I want to get them to think about, if you want your young, if you want your children to stay home, you want to see your grandchildren have live by you. If you want to see some of your kids move back home, downtown becomes an absolute, not a nice yeah. to have, it's a must have. And those dots chance have to be connected. So Lafayette, Louisiana is going into their downtown. Yet when they did a survey, most of the people in Lafayette Parish didn't think downtown was important until we could connect the dots. Yes, the question is, is keeping talent home important? Right. Oh, yep. gosh, yeah, that's really important. Then you have to have a, a, a vibrant, cool downtown. And Crestview has gone through what everybody has gone through. It just spread out and right. it just became one giant strip mall sometimes. And not yeah. that those are bad, but they're not, they don't pay that much taxes for yeah. one thing. We find ourselves in a, in a very interesting place. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm loving to this, this month marks three years that I've been here. I'm loving the fact that I'm here because. Um, we, we, we do have some of, we didn't have any of those bigger box stores really. 
Uh, I've got we've got a development that's coming in that's going to bring about five five national tenants that we need to have should have had a long time ago. But at the same time, we are focusing as much on our downtown and our main street, and we're putting about two and a half million dollars worth of work is going to be going into our main street area to protect that culture that is Crestview, right? We, 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 you, you walked our main streets when you were here, uh, and you'll remember the sidewalk was a foot and a half wide. And, you know, uh, I tell people all the time, you go to a class and they tell you, if you want to have a vibrant downtown, you do trees and pavers yeah. and, and, outside, and lighting. Yeah, so we did trees, pavers, and lighting in a two-and-a-half-foot strip. So you, you got to turn sideways to walk down our sidewalk. Well, we're fixing all of that. That's all a part of this big project. Um, and so, like, you know, Chance, when, when Chance and I began to talk, Chance actually started um, – he was, he was in college at the time, started in a different part of, of the city. He was working in the library mm. while he was going to college. And I saw something in him that I loved, uh, uh, Quint. It was – he's from Crestview. It was a love for Crestview. And then it was the connection to, to technology in that yep. order. And that's why, you know, I said, Hey man, took him to lunch and I got an idea. Let's see if I could talk you into doing something different. And here we are. Well, Tim, I think there's nothing wrong with, like you said, the, the big box and the, those things are important for a certain demographic. Sure. And, and they that's really need. important. People with families, um, people, retirees, and, and in general, the normal person is going to go to those, but you just can't play that card. You've got to have other cards right. and, and, You've got, and you can't think you can't be that. I mean, you know, when, when my wife and I, when we first moved here, when I had a day off, I didn't drive to downtown Pensacola. Right. I got my car and drove an hour to Fairhope, Alabama right. to hang out in Fairhope. Okay. So I think once in chance, once we can get the community saying downtown is not a goal, it's a tactic. Right. And the tactic is to keep talent home. And that's where things like entrepreneurship, small business development, because really, even though the big players get credit for creating jobs, if you really look at it, it's your small businesses that create about 95 to 98% Absolutely. of jobs in a community. And sometimes we don't provide them the support. We, we, I, right. I used to joke, Tim, you know, cause my, my, my journey in Pensacola has had some ups and downs. And, you know, I tell people when I was living in Chicago, I prayed for God for patience and tolerance. So he moved me. And he moved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I feel you. I understand. But, but you know, this, this whole idea of, I, I joke, cause we bought an old brick building on the corner and we put a couple million into it to turn into this olive oil store. Right. And instead of people saying, thank you, they're saying, well, he's just doing that. So the property value goes up. He's right. just doing that, blah, blah, blah. And I said, if I would have been out of town and called up somebody and said, I'm out of town, I'm thinking of flying into Pensacola, right. buying an old decrepit building that's been vacant for 10 years, that's dangerous, redoing it and hiring 60 people, they would have sent a plane for me. Right. Right. And sometimes we beat up our local people. And I think that's so crazy. You should be yeah. so thankful to these local private investors that are putting money into the community. Well, and they, they you know, that's actually, I've heard you say that before, and that stuck with me. And so we, we there's so much focus that we get. And Chance, we talk about it on here all the time yeah. uh, around Crestview Commons, which yep. is this development with these box stores. 
And I keep trying to remind people, you know, we've got the, the Wild Olives and the Desi's and the, all of these restaurants that, are, um, you know, Hub City and, and all of these. Um, I'm going to end up getting in trouble if I don't name <laughs> uh, you know, the, yeah, if I don't get them all named. But we've got all these these things that, that are the culture of Crestview. You walk in the door and everybody knows you. That's what, you know, these are the people sponsoring your ball teams. These are the people that are, you know, bringing – paper to the school when you needed it and, and you know feeding the kids um our, it was our local when when the when the world shut down it was our local restaurants um, one in particular that fed the kids that, at school every that that would well, be getting at their, fed. at their homes yeah yeah, yeah. They, they weren't at school so the one of our restaurants opened up and fed the kids every day they fed over two thousand kids served over two thousand meals to kids during the shutdown of covid because these kids don't eat unless they're in school and so, right. you know, no, that was not the big box stores that did that. Right. That was our local businesses that did that. But Chance, I, you know, you got him on. You, we got him online. Ask him. Ask. Uh, ask. Ask uh, Quint some question that you've always wanted to know about. How do we? How do we get the community engagement we're looking for? <laughs> well, I mean, so I don't know. I don't know how to say that one without making somebody upset. But the <laughs> the. The, one of the struggles that I have is I spend so much time working so hard in every s different direction um, trying to get the information to a place where someone can access it. So really my question to you would, would be like, what can I do to try to, to have people look themselves? I mean, people have to take that step too, right? That old adage of you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. How do I get people to drink because that's one of the issues that I'm having is I don't know how many different ways I can put information out at this point, but I don't have people looking for it or if they see it, they're not trusting it when it comes from us. Or, or, it's, or they, they act like they've never seen it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just did a um, healthcare conference in Pensacola beach. I brought in people, the, the top five healthcare experts in the country, head of American nurse association two well-known physicians. One of them was physician, the United States Physician of the Year. I brought him in to do a, and I only charged $250 when most conferences are a thousand. Right. I had people from Alaska here. I had people from New York here. I had a CEO, local CEO that said he didn't know about it. Well, right. we had sent him 27 emails for crying out loud. So, you know, open up your yep. email. So right. I, I think the one thing I've learned, Chance, is lower lower your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cheating. Well, I think that's real true. You know, sure. one of the things I talk about in, in general is in private business, I can get people aligned quite easily. Honest to gosh. Yeah. I can bring people in. I'm the CEO. I'm the owner. You know, you want input, but here's our goals. Here's how we're going to measure it. And here's how we're going to do it. Right. And I hope you're all with me. But, you know, if you can't be with me, you probably can't be on the team anymore because this is where we're moving the problem in city government you can't fire citizens you can't say this is a written warning one more dumb statement <laughs> in your um, you just can't do that i'm gonna leave that one alone yeah <laughs> but what i've learned though and, and this is not disrespectful but about 30 percent of the people will not get will, will be against whatever you recommend and right. then, i don't care what you recommend and, and and what i've learned with that through gallup and other polls is so we so about 30% of the people are going to be no's. And these are the people we exhaust ourselves with and right. they're never going to change. I, I tell the story of if God made a big thing and said, you know, I'm looking for a new place for heaven. And he picked Pensacola and he moved heaven to downtown Pensacola. 
30% of the people would be upset because it's a gated community. <laughs> so, right. so, so what you've got to do, Chance, is develop, you've got three types of people, maybe four, but the group that's, that's just against it. And that's where we exhaust ourselves. Then there's that group that's really for everything. They're Crestview, bleed Crestview. Right. You know, they love Crestview. We got to keep those with us. Right. But the middle group is the key. It's that group that can swing either way. And that's where we have to go. So one of the things we did here in Pensacola, and I, I don't, I wouldn't say it's an A, I'd say it's maybe a B minus or a C plus. But about five years ago, I got real frustrated with, like, we would say, let's take a four lane highway and make it two lane. Here's why. We get free parking that we haven't had. It'll slow down traffic. And every national thing says it'll improve the community. Right. Now, yet you tell people, I'm going to go from four lanes to two lanes, and I'm going to take the speed limit from 45 to 25. Not everybody thinks that's a good idea. Now, if you show research that shows if I get hit at 25, I'll live. If I get hit at 45, 80% of the chance I'll die. So what we did is about six, seven times a year, we bring in outside people um, to talk. So Chuck Marone is the first person we ever had. And we didn't know if there'd be any attendance chance. I was thinking it was like spinal tap. I'd go there and I'd have to pay people. <laughs> That's right. But we had a really good, um, real good um, relationship with Pensacola News Journal, real good relationship with all the media. And they came out and really pushed, come here, Chuck Marone. Well, we sold out, now sold out. They were free on Eventbrite. Right. We had 275 people sign up. So we said, well, you know, we better stream it. So we streamed it. We had 5,000 people. Wow. wow. Today, we average between 10 and 15,000 people that watch our live streams. Oh, wow. And so, you go to, and, and so we have brought in Donald Shoup on parking. We brought in Dr. Ronald Ferguson from Harvard on reducing the achievement gap in, with our kids. So I think, Chance, all we can do is keep throwing it out there, throwing it out there. And, and then when we're exhausted, when we think we've said it a thousand times, somebody's going to say, well, I didn't even know that. One of my favorite <laughs> stories, and I'll finish on this topic with this one. So when the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, further the Wahoos were an independent team called the Pensacola Pelicans. Yeah, right. We played out at UWF Stadium, okay? We did fireworks after every Saturday home game, all right? For nine years, nine years. The ninth year as we were ending, a guy came up to me and said, I'm really mad at you. He said, I live right down the street, and I had no idea that there were baseball games here. <laughs> you need to do a better job marketing this baseball team. Now, I wanted to sit here and said, did you not notice fireworks tonight? <laughs> right. you not read the paper? We've gone through a referendum on building a downtown stadium. I mean, I wanted to say, where have you been? But you know, Chance, I just shut up and said, you're right. We can do a better job. We'll work harder. Thank you. Right. We're exhausted. People hear it for the first time. It's too funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so um, that that pretty much wraps up uh, our, our time limit on that. I like that. You know, um, we'll do better. I I um I'm always trying to do that. I think Tim is too. I oh, think yeah. um I don't ever players. And I think we'll we'll end with this. Um, your private the key winner of any community that grows is your private businesses. Agreed. Now, why do right. they, why do they benefit? Number one, they benefit because they all need talent yeah. and they need talent. And people today choose where they live before they choose the job. Yeah, I agree. First generation ever, people 
pick place. So if I'm a private businessman in the Crestview area, I'm going to invest and I want this town to be great because you know what? It's going to help me attract and keep talent. Secondly, that's going to help more customers, more people to spend money. Right. So in Lafayette Parish, Louisiana, I mentioned this earlier, we've got the major businesses that are doing the communication. They're saying, hey, you know what? Our university just yeah. was named one of the top so many universities in the country. What we need to send that out because our, our employees would like to know that or our crime rate has decreased. We need to send that out. So I, I think it's also really figuring out a way, which I don't think we've done well in Escambia County. I will tell you, there's other cities I could point to that have done better than us that have really got the private businesses realizing my company goes up and down based on the quality of life in this community. Right. It's about place. And that's why I loved him. I was so excited <laughs> when he got the job in Crestview because oh, when he was at Fort Walton, I'm sitting there going, this guy is like a turbocharged lady <laughs> here and, and we've got to unleash him. And um, so I think Crestview is just so, so fortunate to get Tim and the thought process. And again, not every city's as excited about Crestview as Crestview is. Right. Because Crestview has always been that sleeping giant yeah. on 10. And now they've woken up. And I think it's really wonderful for the citizens of, of Crestview. Well, on that note, Quinn, I want you to know I'm, I'm, we're coming after those people that leave here to go downtown Pensacola. I'm going right. to hang on to them here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you may want to look around and see if you can, can put some bodacious stuff in Crestview because we're going to. We're, we're definitely we're gonna we're gonna go hard after our main street. We're gonna maintain our character and and try well, to. Well, we do a create lot of great people. small business development, small business mentor. Yeah. I think if you look at the business challenge, that's been one of the big wins for us. And I think there's you have to prime the pump. Yeah. And because it just, it just doesn't happen, and you have to program the heck. Putman County for the first time, Palatka is hiring a full time downtown programmer. That all they're gonna do is think about how to get people downtown. Nice. That's you got to program the place and you got to make it hum because you got a cute little downtown there. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks again, Quint. I appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah. All thanks. Right. Um, real quick, as we're running out, I always want to say I just really appreciate both of you taking the time sure. to participate. As always, thank you to everyone that listens, um, takes the time to engage with us civically. Thank you to WAZ, WJSB for playing these. And um, we have many other episodes available there's no no charge no fee um so check them out and uh thank you very much thank you for joining me for this episode of civic view you can hear new episodes every friday on spotify pandora amazon audible podbean iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org civic view is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at city hall and is also featured saturday mornings at 7 a.m on waaz fm and wjsb am our music is recorded produced and performed by scott holmes and you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at city of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.